Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fanny's Public Room. This is the Rocky Lombardi Show presented to you by Iron Tap Sportsnet, brought to you by Fanny's Public Room. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at B.300. And every week leading up until midweek in action, I'll be joined by Rocky as well as other NIL sponsored athletes here at Fanny's to talk on to talk on any football, it's like the mic is dying out of me a little bit. But I think news. We won a football game. 39 to 10 at Eastern Michigan. It took a while. Uh, it's been since week one against Eastern Illinois, but the Huskies found a way this weekend. And it was a dominating performance led by the defense, which is a sentence that I have not uttered yet about this team this season. The defense started the game with a pick six by James Esther in the end zone. And I think they had like five or six sacks on the day, but Devontae O'Malley was the leading charge on the defensive line, getting after the quarterback and making it tough in the running game. And then, too, the, the other big news from this weekend is our guy, Mike Colos, on this show, who's on his way here for practice right now. Rocky Lombardi returned back to the field for his first time since the Vanderbilt game. Obviously, wasn't 100%, but gave it everything he had, 11 uh, completions on 15 attempts and 115 yards. It was a little bit of uh, give and take, like Justin Lynch, Jordan Lynch's younger brother, who was third-string quarterback on our team, but got you know, thrust into the lineup last week. A lot of rushes, uh, eight carries for 38 yards, but only one pass, so it's kind of crazy to see that. Even though Eastern Michigan's saying Justin Lynch, they know it's going to be a run. Rocky didn't know it's going to be a pass. They still couldn't stop it. And then for the first time this season, uh, I would say they played four complete quarters of football. It's been a while since we've seen them have a dominating performance like that. But two out of three backs getting the end zone. Whaley had 158 yards. And the week before, it was a little bit different for Whaley. So Whaley had, I want to say, 80 yards in the air and 60 on the ground. He's a Swiss Army knife for that offense. He's quick. He's fast. He's able to make people miss in space. And this past weekend, I honestly thought he was down for the count. He went down in the third quarter with a nasty injury. And then the next time I see him on the field, I'm looking at his back play as he runs into the end zone. So a lot of toughness on this team. Uh, there's still more injuries that are occurring. Obviously, we didn't know at the time that we had the show last week that Ethan Hampton wasn't going to play. We had a little bit of an idea because uh, Rocky did tell me when we started the show that he would be playing in the game that week. But he didn't know. Or I guess you would say he... He felt as good as he could since he's had an injury, and then, of course, he's able to play in the game. But not the the performance that we anticipated from the defensive side of the ball. And I think at all three levels, the defensive backs, the linebackers, and the D-line all came to play. Eastern Michigan came into this game averaging 30-plus points a game. And to get out of this game with our lowest point total on the defensive side of the ball, and in such dominating fashion, right? Like Rayner had two two and a half tackles for loss. Uh, O'Malley had two sacks. Obviously, like I said, James Esther had the uh, pick six. So everybody had a little bit of fun on Saturday. Uh, even on the offensive side of the ball, anytime you're able to get 39 points, you're usually going to be able to win a football game. Uh, we have a negative point differential on the year going into this game. I'm sure this helped in that aspect, but the only thing you can do right now is go one and each week. Like the past is the past. We've lost five games. Those games are behind us. But the schedule ahead of Eastern Michigan is very winnable. If we travel to Ohio this weekend, I think they have a great chance to win that game. Hopefully we can get a couple guys more a couple more guys back uh, health-wise. But another week for Rocky to get more uh, healed up, to get a couple more masses maybe. And uh, one guy, too, that I want to make a shout-out to. So we've had Nick Rettino on the show, not here, but we've had him on the show just in the past, um, since we've had the show since we've been for like four years now. But his younger brother, Joey Routine, he actually got his first home recovery on Saturday. He's a freshman. Uh, I don't see he's a freshman, but I know it's his first year here at NIU, so it was good to see uh, the younger team get in on the phone. But it was just in general good to see the team win a football game because it's been about a month since they have they didn't lose confidence, but the way that we were losing games was frustrating, and then obviously everything came crashing down against Toledo. A little way to bounce back. You had the worst loss of the season against Toledo. You find a way to go out there, and it's not even close for a jump. Like, if we just stopped scoring at the end of the first quarter, we win that game. So that's how good the defense played. I'm excited to see them build off that because – 
They've been talking in the press conferences and throughout the media sessions of this season that they just need another opportunity to prove that they can go out there and put their best foot forward. And I think that's the best version of the 2022 NIE defense that we've seen. And hopefully it gets better. But on the offensive side of the ball, it was good to see the uh, Lombardi to Tucker connection. I know over the last few weeks with Rocky out of his lineup, the passing game has seen a significant downturn. Obviously, we weren't going to air raid in this game as we only passed for 123 yards. But when you run the ball for 287 yards, it, it's fine. It doesn't matter. He found a way to win a, win a football game on the ground. And I think another thing, too, that we talked a little bit about last week is it's good to see Ontario Brown get more touches. He had 17 carries, really had 16, and then Mason Blakemore was six. But right around 50-50 for the guys, uh, Brown had the upper hand in touchdown, Whaley's had the upper hand in yards. But anytime that you can get all three of those backs out there on Saturday, you know, you just ride the hot hand. Like most of the time, both guys, both the top two guys, Whaley and Brown, get in the end zone. And then we've seen Blakemore do things as well. He's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. And he's a return guy too. But in the passing game is where I think in the second half of the season is where games will be won and lost because as much as I loved what I saw from the defense on Saturday, I don't think we're going to only allow 10 points a game to every point that we face for the rest of the year. This week against Ohio, I think they have another great chance to put together a better quality performance. So 1 o'clock in the Saturday game, and then that's the last game on Saturday until the final week of the season against Akron. We get into midweek in action, which unfortunately for us means the end of the regular season portion of the live show here at Fatty says Maction takes up Wednesdays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, so it'll be a little bit different scheduling. But if we are to go to a bowling or if we are to go to Detroit, you can bet your bottom dollar we'll be back here and have a show those weeks. But they have to take care of that out of the football field. We have a favorable schedule, though. So, like I said, this week, travel to Ohio the following week. I'd say 10 days later, because it's November 2nd, so I think it's a Wednesday again. They take on Central Michigan here at home. They've been reeling all season. They haven't looked great on the defensive side of the ball. Their offense has not gone up to speed in comparison to where they were last season. And then Western Michigan, that's on the road the ninth to night game, another matching game. Same thing with Western Michigan. Their offense has not looked what they you know, what they looked over the last few years. And obviously they lost a lot of skill position players, receivers, and quarterback as well. But I'm not scared of like any traveling to Western Michigan losing that game. And then at home, uh, Miami of Ohio, another Wednesday night game, final matching game. Apparently, Miami of Ohio has some proof there, claiming that they are Chicago's uh, MAC team, which you beat Northwestern. Northwestern's awful, like, good for you. Coach Anik said in the press conference that we, I wish we would have the chance to play Northwestern. We'd have the chance to play Illinois. Hopefully, uh, in the future, as those teams start to get better, they won't, they won't stray away from playing just another small in state school. The season closes up at home uh, on the 26th of November. So, honestly, a little over a month from now against Akron. And Akron, from what I've seen, they're better than they were last year, but they're, they're still not a team that should come in here and take, you know, what we do. Because at the end of the day, we hear about it in all, you know, the interviews, all the press conferences that it's not so much as what the other team can do when we're in the game. It's about us controlling what we can do. And if this team goes on there and plays their type of football, they're capable of winning every game on our season. Obviously, I'm just here talking about a podcast, so I'm not the one going to be out there on Saturday doing it. But I have full belief that each of these last five games, they will be very close games, and there will be the opportunity to win each of those games. Going back to this week, though, against Eastern Michigan, so I didn't get a chance to do my normal recap podcast. I had a really busy weekend, but figure he's starting to show a little bit really. Talking a little bit about this, we still do the same thing. So then by the time I'm all done with that, Rocky will be joining me. And then today, we're also going to be joined by Captain Nolan Potter, another offensive lineman this weekend. Oh, there we go, right as I said. What an entry. Let's go. You can't draw it up any better than that. But my guy Nolan has just entered the show. So we'll start we'll start hot music. You got me in captain this year, right? That's a big moment in your college football career. What did that mean to you? And, you know, you think you saw a little bit of a boost in your performance since you got me in captain? 
Uh, just all the guys trust me, so I mean, it's, it's a big honor knowing that they can trust me and you know, I do things the right way. And it's not a big honor, and it's been awesome so far. And then offensive line, so you guys are one of the driving forces of this team. Coach Anna always talks about you build the team from the inside out. We saw this weekend with the D line, too. It's built from the inside out, both units perform well. But has it been more difficult with you guys having so many interchanging pieces in the offense this year? Different quarterbacks, receivers, running backs have stayed the same uh, with the exception of losing the plane. But there's been a lot of changing pieces in that offense this year. Yeah, there's been a lot of changing pieces, but I think it's been good overall. We can put new guys in and we're still on the ball. We've been able to do. Um, and we're going to keep doing that. So it's still working. And then you talk about the way you guys been able to run football. Last week was a wild game plan, right? Like, you look at the stats for it. I just went over, like, 16 pass attempts, but you guys were able to run for 300 yards. So talk about just the performance you saw from, you know, Ontario and Harrison, too, which in the third quarter, like, if you were just a casual like me, not, not at the game, he went down, and I thought it was nasty. And then the next time I looked up, a 76 yard touchdown. Yeah, both of our running backs, all, all three of our workhorses, um, they get hit at half. Plan for play, but Coach Andrew said for a four week we're running the ball probably 50 plus times. So they get their bodies right, we get their bodies right to do our job on the ball. And then the defensive line. So they had five sacks. James Esker leads the game off with a pick six. Honestly, one of the best plays that I've seen from any player on the team this year. He picked, you know, he took the ball up, picked it off. Luckily, he didn't have to go far. It was like right in the end zone. But going up against those guys week in and week out of practice. Did you guys kind of have a feeling that it was just a matter of time before they had that type of breakout performance? Yeah, I mean, in practice, it goes back and forth. Like, you make plays, they make plays. But I think it's always good to have competition. And they've definitely improved from uh, this year to last year. And it's, it's been awesome to see. I mean, as far as this season goes, it hasn't gone our way to this point. But you're two and five, still a lot to play for, still an opportunity to go to a bowl game. And, Honestly, I think you guys are two games out of, uh, of the Mac West with Toledo, but like I said, still five games left. What are you looking forward to most about these last five opportunities this season? Uh, just taking one game at a time. I mean, that's all we're going to do at this point. Get a win out of one and start there. But let's talk positive. This past weekend, you guys did win a football game. What was that feeling like? Because you've been here for the ending of two streaks. I'm not going to say this streak was even half as bad as the last streak that we busted against Georgia Tech. But it was frustrating in, in a sense that a lot of the games that we did lose on that streak, we had the lead late third, fourth quarter, or we just weren't able to close them off. What did it feel like to see this 2022 team put together their best game of the season in four full quarters of football? Yeah, it finally felt good. All the pieces fell right in place for the full game. Um, we should keep building off that item and keep going. Yeah, one game at a time. And I know Coach Hannah says you got to go one and zero each week. And he even said he, he called me in my question at the press conference. And he said one and zero each week. We're on Ohio, basically. So good matchup for you guys this week. I'm excited for you guys to have another game on the road. So you guys can stack those home games toward the back end of the season. But what do you want to see offensively? from your unit this week against Ohio in order for you guys to secure a victory? Uh, I would run the ball again. 300 plus yards, you know, that's what we love to do. That's the year in there, but, you know, run the ball, uh, get both our bags over 100 yards rushing, maybe bags over 100 yards and arms, down around. Yeah, protect Rocky, protect Justin as well, but – uh, two weeks ago, so we saw we saw Evans play. JJ said they got to play Toronto for him. Is there anything in the playbook that is like a little fullback guy for you down by the goal line, like a little well known power fullback guy? Uh, I don't see anything in my future, sadly. <laughs> um, it's more been focused to the left with Marks and Bus, but I don't think it's my future. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing Marcus back in the lineup next season, maybe get a little passing touchdown. But I'm excited for you guys for this game uh, for many reasons because you know you get a chance to get to two and two in conference. You'll be back 500, a lot better looking than where we were just this time, the same time last week. Where it's like every game for the rest of the season, for the most part, is a must-win game. But how many years left? So you have one or two years left here uh, after this year. 
Uh, let me go here. So one more. This year. So you got a little bit of time. You have some next championships under your belt. But what are three things that you absolutely have to get done before you leave the cow? Uh, Bowling, another match championship, and my personal conference. That bowl win is important, and especially the way last year's bowl game went, it was frustrating. But I do remember on this very show, this the same time last year, uh, similar to Babe Ruth, you called your shot. You said, you know, we're going to win a match championship this year. And I mean, I always tell you guys, like, it was one of the most fun sports seasons to watch. I can only imagine how much fun it was to brand. But what did that mean to you? Because obviously, the last time they won the match, you were a little bit younger, you weren't as big of a key contributor. But like, take us through, you know, you just won the Mac, you're on the field celebrating on an NFL field for all your families and friends. Like, how cool was that? I mean, it was awesome. I'm sure the field with my teammates and all the hard work you put into the whole season just came to, came to the final moment and the clock at zero and we were the champs. So, it was a great feeling. Yeah, my coach, coach has said it to me before. I'll say it again on the podcast. Banners hang forever. You guys, no matter what you do for the rest of your career here, nobody can tell you anything because you did ultimately accomplish the main goal, which is to win a back championship. And this year, it's a little bit harder, but again, we're going to need some help. We're going we're gonna to be like, I don't know what Toledo specials looking like at the end of the year. They look strong. We're going to be fans of other teams in the MAC coming down the stretch, but I'm not afraid of what you guys have moving forward on this schedule. On this seasonal offensively, you guys have had a lot of great plays, like trick plays, the running game. You've seen a lot of gash plays. You've seen great games, uh, great plays in the passing game. But if you had to pick one play, like sports on your top time type play, what's your favorite play from this season? Uh, probably Harry's on the last game. I broke it like seven bedrooms. We just took off. Yeah, Harrison Whaley last week, 75 yard touchdown. And at that point in the game, too, it was like, I know you guys were up a lot, but it was it was a dagger. And Eastern Michigan is like, it's a give and take. Because if you were, you were there a couple years ago, you remember, right? It was a 49 to 10, or basically like the same score as this. Last year, you had a Jamie Dolphin pick six. It was the, the delayed game, if you guys all remember that. That was no fun because I think you guys were back in the lot for what, like two hours? Probably about two or three hours, yeah. Have you ever been in a relay like that at a football game like that long? And then how do you like get back into the thick of things like, okay, we gotta go play in a second half of football here? Uh, I've never been in a situation like that. Um, so we try to stay loose in the locker room as best we could and then try to get our mind back once we get back from the field. And then last week, we had a little special guest. I don't see him here tonight, but Coach Hammock talks a lot about him. He did a tweet about uh, a couple of days ago. I don't know if you guys were at the hotel or whatever, but Coach Judy walking in, hyping everybody up. Talk about what having a guy like that with the experience that he has, the players that he's worked with, and just how good he is with the team. What does that mean to the team to have a strength coach like that? It's awesome. He brings a lot to the table. He's a lot of experience. He's, he's wise. He always brings the juice. He's always has a smile on his face. He's always yelling. He's always crazy. And it's, I love to have him. He's always great on the team. Jimmy the Juice Man. Does he try to outlift anybody on the team? Because I see the strongest man I know walking in the room. Uh, every once in a while, he will try to wrestle John Champ. Uh, doesn't always end well for him, but he'll take a fight. John Champ. Oh, my goodness. He's a pretty strong guy, though, so I'll say I, I think nine times out of ten we're riding with Champ, but we'll give Coach Judy one of them as well. Uh, as far as this this year goes, though, offensive line, pretty much a similar group. You got them all sitting right here. I won't go through each individual player, but what would you guys have to say is a grade so far for your unit up to this uh, point in the season? I'm going to give you know, very positive. We have some bumps on the road, but I think we've done overall consistent and always trying to get better. So. I mean, as far as the offense goes, for the rest of the season, you get Rocky back. Obviously, I don't know what the status is of Ethan. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery. But, you know, if we have QB1, we usually go to QB1. What do you think changes in this offense in the second half of the season? I know Coach Hammock always talks about you know, that second half, you get the weather, it's a factor. But now we might be able to be more balanced because we do have Rocky there. So without getting too far into speed, like, do you think anything big changes with Rocky returning to the lineup? 
no, like I said, cold weather, we're out of the ball. I mean, we're still going to throw it a little bit, but it's pizza out of the weather, so we're going to get down and dirty and run the ball. Yeah, I love that uh, analogy. PTR, you guys are on the rock. You guys do it well. And as far as for the rest of this season, so you guys have five games left. Do you guys see any one game on the schedule where you guys have circled that you're like absolutely like looking forward to this game or you guys never too high and too low? I'd say we're sort of right in the middle. It's the coach has we're one and another week. That's what we try to use. So it's always the poisonous. I mean, try to go too far forward. And then last week I saw for the first time, I don't know if you guys did it after Eastern, but the Grove Street Party. Because it's been a while. I mean, I'm sure you guys have had to bring back like extra tons of Gatorade from each game and then just stockpiling Gatorade. But how fun was it to just let loose? And, you know, I, I, uh, I guess you would say compared to Club Bell for my Bears, but it always looks wild. And every time I see you guys, I always have a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a long time coming. We did do it after our first win, and it took a while to get that second win, but it felt really good. Yeah, you know it's not fake. It's earned. Every time you get, you know, you get an opportunity to win a game, you get the Grove Street Party, but the man, the myth, the legend has returned to the field. How'd it go out there? I mean, I saw you play, but I want to know how you think you did it, and obviously... I mean, you're a warrior, dude. You are not at 100%. Still put together a good performance in you guys' win. So, overall, what would you say from Saturday's game? Uh, yeah, I think I did all right. I think I did well enough to extend some drives and help us get some scores on the board. Obviously, like you said, I was not 100%. Um, but, you know, I just did, went out there and did the best I could. Uh, I guess it was enough. Yeah, I started seeing you leave the pocket, and I'm like, no, no, go back into the pocket. You can run around right now. But I just asked Nolan this a little bit ago. So obviously you weren't here for the games. We weren't there. We were just not playing. But it's been a tough like We haven't had as many wins as we did last year. But how good did it feel? First game back, away games. I was hoping it was like their homecoming or something. I don't know if that actually was. But they, they've had a good season so far. They got Hunter Redwoods fired. We talked about that last week. You guys went in there, dominated all this and game. How good did that feel? Yeah, it felt great. Um, you know, we we've been we've been close for a long time, uh, winning some games, and we finally put a game together where all all three bases, like you said, played well. Um, and we went out there and we dominated the game, like like we could have done the last four weeks. Uh, you know, this week it just happened to work out in our favor, and hopefully we can take this home and keep it rolling for the rest of the season. And then I know you kind of tipped your hat last week about going into the game. I tried to text Friday night. I didn't even actually expect you to go to the game, but that's just been my routine for like the last three weeks until you actually come back. But Justin did still play, and obviously, I know I talked about it before you guys got here. It's crazy that Eastern Michigan didn't figure it out because when you came in, passed. Justin was in, we run. But even though you only had a passing attempt and a lot of, a lot of rushing attempts, how would you rate his ability to manage the game in those situations keep the change room? Yeah, I thought he did very well. This was his first start as a Husky, so going there and handle the run checks, handle the wildcat packages, complete a pass. So there, there's a lot of things that, that he did behind the scenes that people don't see. Um, I think I think you're going to continue to see more of him this year as the team grows. And, um, you know, you can see his progression in practice throughout the year. So I think it's going to be a good asset for us now and in the future. And then for you, Noah, what did you see from Justin? I know we like to run the football over here. We're going to run it as many times a day as we can. But his ability to, you know, command the huddle, manage the game and get things going for you guys and then keep things positive. What was that like? You know, because that's his first game. He's a young kid. I thought he did really well for me on the huddle and doing his checks and everything. And he also has the run ability too, so they have to honor that. And I think he did really well. Yeah, I don't know how big of that you you guys you were back in the day, but yeah, his brother could do a thing or two with the ball in his hands. We can only hope that we can get his level or I mean, like maybe half his level of productivity when you're done playing here. Between him and Ethan, it's going to be a nice quarterback. And even too. Uh, Jeff Lomax to Dustin Fletcher. So, you know, when you end up graduating, everything is up for grabs. But 
going back to this weekend's game, I actually didn't get to it, which right as I was about to get to it, Nolan loved it, so we can all kind of just give it a player of the game from this past weekend. I'll start on offense. I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Harrison Lately. I think it's back-to-back weeks. Like He just is a bell cow. He just gets all the touches, touchdowns, everything that he needs. And he bounced back from the in the middle of the game. But first game back, actually, no. Actually, no. I'll give it to you. You came back, bro. You did. You you have not played for five weeks, and you weren't supposed to play probably from the way that we saw it. But I think every Husky fan that watched out there on Saturday could appreciate the level of grit that it took to go out there because at this point in the season, we needed you back. But for a more realistic player of the game than someone that was out there, I'll pass the mic to Rocky. I think he's a good one. Yeah, I think it's hard to show it. You're going to know a good game. But I think also the whole line as a whole, I think they are really players of the game. I mean, we had <laughs> multiple plays where we're running well. We can't they don't even cover the quarterback out there. There's 11 guys in the box. We still find a way to block them all up and gain five for the yards. So, um, Harry, Harry had a great game. All of our running backs really had a good game. But I think the player of the game is the O-line that's collected. Yeah, that's been one of my favorites for this season. So, Nolan, obviously, you can't give it to yourself or the O-line, but pick someone on the offense and say something nice about him. Oh, definitely Harry. He's a workhorse. I mean, you saw him go down, but he still came back. Yeah. It's a stud. <laughs> yeah, when that happened, uh, you can find, you know, I'm a, a glass case of emotions throughout, of course, of a Huskies game. Quite a few different tweets, but. Just say uh, F-bomb at that point, because I was like, Harrison is not someone that I want to see down on the turf right now, and hopefully he can find a way to get back into this game. But, Rocky, as far as this upcoming week, so I don't think we played Ohio last year, so I don't think unless you played them when you were at Michigan State, you've seen that. But from what you've seen so far, you know, it's only Monday, what do you expect to see from them defensively? And, you know, what are their strengths that we should be not necessarily worried about, but, you know, aware of? Yeah, uh, they're very multiple. I think that's a strength of theirs. They, they uh, do a lot of stunt games up front. They run a lot of different coverages in the back end. So I think that's that's really one of their strengths is the ability to do some different things. Um, they're pretty solid up front. They got decent size in the, in the interior D line. So you know they're they're a solid defense in this conference, and we expect them to play good. Yeah, I think I think they're at. Uh, I want to say three and four. Excuse me, I gotta double check and pull that up. But nonetheless, still have to find a way to win. And like I said, about 20 minutes ago, it's more about us than it is them. Knowing from your perspective, so like Rocky just said, kind of a big defensive line. I'm not worried about because you guys are bigger, faster, and stronger. And you guys are like, you know, like look at all of you guys right here on a Monday night in the nice field, supporting your brothers. But what do you expect to see? from your guys' unit in order to kind of combat where their strengths are. So like Rocky said, they're a big, high-movement team. That's, so it's going to be a very detailed focus uh, this week in practice. And picking up movements is probably the biggest thing for us this week. Yeah, you need the blitz pickups. I know the backs aren't here, but it'll be nice to see some blitz pickups in the backfield. Uh, back to my guy Rocky over here. So first game that, uh, like we all said, we haven't known when you were going to come back, but you know, we signed, we signed a contract. The show must go on. We had fun doing these, but I was getting a little worried. I was like, I even asked you after last week. I was like, you at least can come back this season. For the rest of the season, maybe your last season here in college football, what are you looking forward to the most? Because now you're back up on the field. Yeah, just, just seeing the guys compete. You know, I kind of talked about this last week. But I'm just excited to go out there and see our team continue to improve. I think I think we have improved week to week. Unfortunately, the result hasn't been what we wanted. But I think we got a little momentum started last week. So just to continue to see our team improve, um, get a bowl game, go somewhere warm in January. Or just have <laughs> I think I said that last week. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking forward to a nice little vacation, hopefully somewhere warm. But as someone who has been more on the sidelines this year, you've been able to see the team in a different light. Even though we're not in the same position we were last year, there's still been small intricacies in the game on offense and defense that you can see week in and week out that we're doing better at. Where would you say this team has improved the most since the beginning of the year? That's a tough question. Um, from the beginning of the year, I'd say our run game has improved the most. Uh, run game was not where we wanted to be at the beginning of the year. It's continued to improve. It's been uh, 
something we can rely on in the last couple of weeks. And I think uh, a close runner-up would be uh, defense. I think our defense is continuing to improve. The, the results are continuing to get better. So hopefully they continue to improve. I think the run game is um, well on its way. So I think we're really spot. And then I asked Nolan a little bit before you got here, but we have here last week with us a special guest, Coach Jude. What's it been like to work with him uh, as a strength coach? Coach Hammock was shouting him out last week uh, right after the game, and I saw like, a video of him coming into the, coming into the room hyping the guys up, and you always see funny stuff that he has going on in the weight room. But what's it been like to work with uh, someone like him that has the experience he does? Yeah, uh, Coach Judy's a special guy. I think everybody here would agree with that. He's a, he's a unique individual. Um, and he's good at his job, and we trust him. We trust him with our lives. You know, we go out there, and we do what he says, whether it sounds crazy or not. <laughs> and uh, uh, we got some fun. So he makes he make sure to keep it light, keep it fun. And, you know, Judy, Judy would be one of my friends for the World Pass College. So. And then I know last week after the show, uh, as I did see Clint just walked in, he said he'd be back out to the facility, catching some passes, working out. How'd it go? Were you able to throw some, some passes to your old, your old teammate there last week? Yeah, a little bit. So Clint came, Clint came back last week, uh, threw a couple passes, looked pretty good. And then this week he came again um, and looked even better. So I'm excited. I think he's really close to getting players. Uh, excited to see him go make a run for a pro contract. And, uh, he's looking good. He's running well, getting out of his breaks quickly. So I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him go. Yeah, I think we got enough guys in here that we can get a you know a letter on each of our chests for when Clint has his first game to get Radkovich cross. <laughs> the whole section will be turned up, but I'm excited for that opportunity for him. But back to us. So looking ahead to this week. As well as well, but offensively. I know it's still a little bit of a question mark what we're, we're doing week in and week out just because of a lot of injuries and stuff that's not gone our way. But what do you think has to go our way this week in order to get another win? Yeah, I think uh, run game again. That's been a big, big staple of our offense last few years. Run game needs to go well. Uh, I think we just need to play complimentary football. Uh, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Uh, think about anything cheap. Uh, no, no, no penalties, no unforced penalties. So, go out there, play clean football, and, and execute situations. Yeah, I mean, last weekend you guys did play clean football, no penalties, and I think the ways that, the ways that you guys have played this season in the first half of games have been better than the second half. But this past weekend. It was four quarters. I, you know, I, my pops called me today. He's like, I didn't even ask you about the end of the game. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Rocket came back. The boys finally won. Everything is, you know, I'm probably, yeah, We got to find a way to get to seven and five, and the rest will take care of itself. But talk about what that performance last weekend, not for you guys, but for the defense meant, right? Because you face them every week in practice. You know how talented they are on that side of the ball, and you know what they're capable of. But they just haven't been able to put together those type of performances like they did last week. What type of confidence boost do you think it was for them on that side of the ball? Yeah, I think it was huge. Um, confidence is a huge part of playing the game of football, offensively and defensively. And for a particular unit who has been struggling to go out there and play well for four, four quarters for the entire game, that's uh, really beneficial to their confidence, their, their ability to play, play together, play fast. Really smart, so. It is definitely a momentum swing for them, and hopefully they can continue to go on the rest of the year. Yeah, Coach Anko says, you know, there's two things that travel when the weather gets a little bit cold, and as I see some snow caps in here, some coats, some vests, I was freezing on my way here. Two things, defense and running the football. And right now, we run the football week in and week out better than anyone in the conference, and We'll take one good week of defense. Let's hope that they can stack and build another positive week against an Ohio team that right now is kind of in a similar position that you guys are. But talking about the running game and talking about the O-line, so coming back from injury, so you've never had an injury like that in your career. And what's it like, like the level of comfort, getting behind these guys, getting ready to go out to play, and then two, knowing that – I don't have to go out there and throw the ball 40 times for us to win. Like, we can win other ways. Yeah, no, that is really comforting. Last week, uh, we had a game plan, and, you know, I was going to go in there on third down, basically try to extend drives, and we made sure that the protections were all solid, and the O-line did a really good job 
all game. And then, you know, like you said with the run game, uh, it, it balances everything out. You know, you got to honor the run. When, you're, when you have the ability to run the ball, it just opens up the pass game that much more. Yeah, you always hear it talk about complimentary football, and you guys do well on special teams. We saw uh, Mr. Joey Latina earn the first inch of his mackerel. So, what's it what's it like with all the goofy stuff that I talk about and have to deal with? Uh, like from your guys' perspective, because I know at the end of Saturday night when I'm like winding down watching the live, I get all the likes and stuff following and preparing the game. But what's it like having such a crazy fan base that lives and dies with every snap? And two, you came from Michigan State, so you're kind of used to it in college football, but did you expect it to be like that when you got to NIU, a passionate fan base like this? Um, I'm honestly not sure exactly what I expected, but uh, no, it's, I mean, it's good to have people that care that care about you and care about your program. Um, you know, football, college football wouldn't be the same if people didn't care, so to have people to, to watch our games and tweet about our games and um, come and support us in person, that, that means a lot to us. Uh, and then ahead of this week, I know it's a little bit of a further travel for our fans. Uh, Ohio is not necessarily my favorite state. I've said that many times on this show. It's actually not a state in my book because that's where Kent State is. Like it's really good. None of those places are states. But do you have words, uh, maybe like a thank you to, to fans that maybe there's a couple in the house that can be traveling just like you guys? And I would hope you're on a plane this time because I heard you guys had to take a bus and I was like, that's not fun. Coach Hammond, he can poke fun at it. He's like, yeah, it's a lot nicer of a bus ride home at the end of the presser. But any words for the fans that will be traveling with you guys this weekend? Yeah, just thank, thank you for coming out. Uh, we, we had a couple fans coming to Eastern last week, so we appreciate you guys coming from the Eastern. Uh, I think Chicago will be a fun place to play. I've heard it's a beautiful campus, a beautiful stadium. So uh, if you're there, enjoy the scenery and come support the Huskies. Yeah, then Nolan, you've been here a little bit longer than Rocky. Do you have any experience playing at their stadium or are you not from playing at Ohio? Uh, it was my redshirt freshman year. It was my first time uh, traveling. I was just doing a special team so I out there. Um, it's, it's a really nice campus, really nice stadium. So if you guys get out there, it's, it's awesome. I thought you were about to say it's a really nice stadium. I'm like, well, we're going to have to walk that back. But stadium, I will take. Uh, where's the fans that will be traveling with you guys? And then, too, maybe a, a thank you just for your support. The stadium's been packed this year, a lot better than the years past. Yeah, we love all the support you guys coming out there and make as much noise as possible. I know you're going to be yelling at you guys. last week, so it was awesome. I think last year, too, uh, when I went to the bowl game, we had a kid, like, front row. I don't know if it was, like, a staff member's kid or someone, but I – I remember taking a video and they were getting like an entire section of adults just like wound up for that game. And I know it was a weird environment for you guys because you're used to the state, the stands being a little bit further back. That end zone was like as close as, you know, Evan and Logan are to me, like that back wall to the back line of the end zone. So it was a, uh, a close environment as far as a football, a football game goes for a stadium. But this past week, in addition to you guys winning a football game, I won my picks on football games. I won by one game. JJ, JJ finished last. Um, JJ, what happened again this week? The Packers lost. They 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 took the New York Gauntlets. They lost to the Giants and the Jets. Yeah, there Marcus said no. We're on the way to lose to the Jets too. I know. Yeah. Well, oh my goodness, that game was awful. But do you have a statement on me having my first win of the season? Congrats. You should have a lot more. I watch a lot more football than I do. <laughs> this is true. When you have a, a better football brain than I do, I will say. But we'll drag Nolan into the fire. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible slate of NFL games. Like that. I really had to like check my list twice, like Santa Claus, to find like five games that were worth either bringing up. Somehow found them. Um, went back to nasty Thursday night football because Thursday night football, it doesn't matter what teams play, it's, it's first. Like the games have been awful. But this week, I think. Opportunity for a decent game. I think the Andre Hopkins uh, returns back to the lineup. Arizona against uh, New Orleans. Uh, another Andy Dalton game that we're, we're sitting here talking about. I know you said last week you're a big Andy Dalton guy. So, where does your loyalty fall in this game on Thursday night football? This is tough. I, I kind of put both of these teams in the same category for the talent level or success. Um, where did you see the game on that? It's, uh, so, both of but well, all these are the home teams. Okay, so it's at Arizona. 
Uh, I might, I might take the Cardinals in this one. I, I think New Orleans is probably the better team, but I, I think just it's Arizona's turn. Bill Bennett might get it yeah, they lost a tough one last week, New Orleans, so Arizona got dominated, but I'm going to have to double-check and see if it's double-XD, double-XD again for Tyler. Because if it's double-XD, I will have to change my pick again. But, Nolan, first things first, so I haven't talked to you about who your favorite NFL team is, so who's your favorite NFL team? See, yeah, I really don't follow the NFL that much. Okay. Um, I'd say something from Iowa. There's a couple yeah. of choices, but I'd say probably like Washington Green Bay the most. Oh, yeah! That's what I'm watching, but I wouldn't say actually. So, yeah, when I asked last week, they said Green Bay and Chicago are like the fan favorites on the team for you guys. But this this week's game, Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime, New Orleans Saints show, and Arizona to take on the Cardinals. So, you think it's good New Orleans? You know? Yeah, victory. <laughs> yeah, all that much. No one's going to go 5-0. Yeah, you're gonna sit here like, okay, no one doesn't follow this question. No one knows ball. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to Orleans. I'm going to Orleans. You know why? Because no, I'm, I'm riding with Nolan and Kyler Murray. Maybe I'll end up playing Call of Duty with him like later this week. But I don't. I don't know. He's not a serious quarterback. Well, I won't say it's him. I say it's more Cliff. I think Cliff Kingsbury puts him in some some weird positions to put your quarterback in your offense. In. But this is a game that is usually a lot of fun to watch, a lot of running of the football, so I know the line will appreciate this game. But the Colts take on the Titans at Tennessee. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor will play that game, but the Colts have looked better the last few weeks. So with that being said, do you think the Colts have enough to take that on Tennessee and Nashville? See, this is interesting because I, I know absolutely nothing about either of these teams. But uh, I do know that the Colts won last week, right? I saw them. They beat Trevor Lawrence, yeah. They beat the Jags. Is, is Derrick Henry healthy? Healthy. All right, I'm going Titans. I'm going Titans. I know nothing about either of these teams, but uh, we're going to Tennessee. I mean, we grew up watching Mike Vrabel. It's hard to go against them, right? And that was the first title I got. Probably the Colts because of Pete's win, you know. I'm going to stick my roommate. So <laughs> He's like, yeah, if, uh, if I get to Sunday and he sees me rooting for the Titans, I, I don't think I'm going to be having a fun night. <laughs> uh, it's a tough one. Tennessee at home. Indy riding a hot streak to beat uh, Russ last week, and they won this week. But I think I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think I'm going to follow King Henry and just hope that he has another like 150-yard game. But this next game, Super Bowl rematch. So the Kansas City Chiefs uh, travel to San Francisco to play against the Niners. The Niners and the Chiefs both lost last week. That Chiefs game was crazy. You get a chance to see it at the end. And then, of course, Mahomes gets the ball back. You're like, oh, plenty of time left, right? But this week, both teams coming off a loss. So a very important game for both teams. Who do you think wins between the Chiefs and the Niners? The, uh, the Chiefs-Bills game was good. I picked the Bills, though. Yeah. Uh, I was thrilled. I think you picked Kansas City. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I was, I was happy about that. Because <laughs> I only beat you by one. Yeah. It was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think Kansas City's going to win this one. I think that will do. Um, you know, I just I just don't see him losing two games in a row very often. San Francisco's a good team, but uh, I'm going to go KC. Yeah, I think uh, I think you gotta go KC, but you will ask no one, no one the contrarian one at the table. <laughs> what do you got in this game? Well, KC, I mean my other roommate Drew Vogue, he's a KC fan. I love to see them lose last night because he was all down the dumps, but I think like Rocky said, they're not gonna lose two in a row. So KC please. Can we true pick yourself up? We gotta practice at six thirty in the morning. We gotta get, get back to it. But yeah, can't say there's no way they lose this game, like I think it would probably be a closer game than people anticipated, but I, I'm, I'm just looking forward to Chiefs Bills round two in the AFC Championship game. And hopefully it will be a higher scoring game because I was always surprised to see like a 24 21, but then I saw Tony Romo predicted the correct score uh, on the broadcast in the first quarter. So I was like, that's pretty good. But yeah, Kansas City all the way to that, that game. And this next one. Interesting game. A team that has overperformed so far this season, but the Atlanta Falcons take on Joe Burrow, who went full Joe Cool mode, mode last week to get the game winning touchdown with Jamar Chase. 
Who do you think wins this one? Uh, a little blast from the past with Marcus Mariota leading the Falcons. But he's doing well. Yeah, yeah this is an interesting matchup. Like you said, underperforming over both of these teams. Uh, I'm going to go Cincinnati, but no, I, I just don't see him losing this game. Um, I, you know, like you said, Atlanta has been playing better than they should probably. Yeah, I, just, I, don't, I, don't, think, uh, I don't think Cincinnati is going to drop this game. I'm taking the Bengals. Get you a nice bowl of Skyline chili and get ready to watch this one, but I too, I think the Bengals take this one. Nolan, you big Teddy Bears guy, you Falcons guy, you got an extra roommate that's from Atlanta. Is, you got Ontario staying over with you? Uh, no, I don't. So I'll probably just go with Joe Shiesty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Joe Shiesty is pretty cool, and he had a phenomenal game. And I had that game on him, and I'm like, for some reason or not, like, I just don't see them losing at Louisiana or in Louisiana at the Superdome where they used to play. And they did not disappoint, you know, sure as heck, he ends up getting a walk-off touchdown. I think Jamar Chase had, like, 150 yards. But because I like him and uh, I'm a Bears fan and I know we're, without a doubt, 100% losing this game to Patriots, but I will ask, do we have a chance of, and who is your pick for Bears-Patriots on Monday Night Football? Well, the Pets are on their third string quarterback, which is nice. Is that man? Yep, yep, it is happy. Um, you know, I, I, I think we are a Chicago team. You know, Chicago, pretty close to Chicago. I got a lot of Chicago fans in the area. So, Chicago. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to go with the Pets. Bailey's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you set that up. That was a nice setup by my man, Rocky. And then, oh, for you. Uh, the Bailey Zap attack, Bill Belichick, the cutoff tee. The game's in Foxborough. I don't think the Bears have won in Foxborough like, since the 85 season. I know the Super Bowl wasn't played there. But no one, who do you think wins this one on Monday night? Uh, let's go Nets by a million. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the trolling is incredible. He hit me with my own, uh, my own mantra with the Huskies by a million. But um, yeah, I can't pick against my team. I don't know how it happens, but. So I can come in next week and, and talk stuff to JJ because I think the Packers will lose again. I don't even know who they play, but they are just slipping inside. <laughs> oh, oh, if you can exclusive the Commanders, we're all Packers. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go Bears. I think the Bears just tie. I would say Bears tie. Bears tie or win. But, yeah, there's no realistic shot that we win this game. And, Thank God, uh, you got. I didn't tell you. Thank you guys. You saved my weekend. I had to watch the Bears on Thursday, and then right after getting off like my high horse and seeing you guys just dominate, turned on NBC, and I kind of wish I didn't because Notre Dame just didn't even get off the bus. So I'm excited to see what you guys have for the rest of the season in store. You guys got the big one out of the way, which was the street busting win, and I'm happy for all of you guys, and hopefully you guys continue. To build those games and continue to win more football games. But do you guys have any final statements ahead of this weekend's matchup against Ohio? Not, not in particular. I am excited to go to Ohio. I've heard it's a great campus. So aside from football, I'm excited to visit the campus and see the city. Um, but no, I'm excited. I, I think we got, we got a good we got a good game plan set up so far. Obviously, it's only one day. We got a lot of game plan left to do, but. I think we got a good plan. Uh, I think we're in a good spot with momentum and confidence. Uh, we, need a, we need another win. Yeah. We usually pull for a relief one. So. I was also explaining that to my pops. I'm like, when we have expectations, things don't tend to go our way. But when we're the underdog and when everyone counts us out, that's when we continue to be teams that everyone said we wouldn't be. So I think as long as everyone continues to think that we're not going to win the next game ahead of us, we'll be fine. But the last time you went to Ohio, did you get to play at Ohio State or no? Did they play you at Michigan State? I played at Columbus I think just once, both in there once, okay. a couple of years ago. Okay, so that's pretty cool. That's, that's nice. But we're going to find a way to take over Ohio. I don't know who Ohio State plays, but I hope every, every football team in the state of Ohio finds a way to win a football game. But most importantly, the actual school of Ohio. No one for you any final statement ahead of this weekend's big game against Ohio? I don't know, really. Just PCR maybe sprinkling a couple throws, but <laughs> no, we're all dogs. We're all dogs. So, 
We're starting to get towards the end of these. We only got a few more left before you guys start the week in action. The week in action starts November 2nd. I talked about that a little bit uh, earlier in the show. But for us here this evening at Fanny's Network Wrap Up, the 5th edition of the Rocky Lombardo Show live from Fanny's Public Room. We'll be live every Monday until midweek match begins. Make sure to stay tuned to the Huskies on Tech channel on Apple and Spotify for future episodes of the show. Rocky and I will be back next week to recap the Eastern or to recap the Ohio game and to take a look ahead to the Central Michigan game. If you stopped in to see the show, we appreciate your time. We appreciate catching the show on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you as well. This was the Rocky Lombardi Show presented to you by Fenders Pub and Grill and brought to you by our town. I'm your host, Brandon Sorrent. You can follow me on Twitter at the Don You can follow Rocky at Rocky and Party. You can follow me on Twitter at I thought for some reason it was 69 because you're not, but I'm glad I didn't say that. Rest in peace to Nolan Potter 69's mentions when I'm thinking of all of this. Because as I've told you over the last few weeks, they found me on Twitter. The people from Ball State in Toledo, but I have. Refrain from going uh, back at them, but take a, take a look at our, our main account. Follow Huskies on Tap on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to seeing you here for next week's show. And if you're traveling to Ohio, safe travels. For the boys that are making it up, and you guys find a way to win a football game, we'll be back with you guys next Monday, same time, same place. Got nothing else for you guys. Go Huskies. Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in heart away.